The war on drugs is something we've all heard about. The U.S. fighting the epidemic that is drug addiction, and now opioid addiction. However, we haven't seen the issue get much better no matter how hard, quote-unquote, we fight it. In this episode, I hope to open your eyes to the missing link in this fight, namely how trauma and addiction are closely related. When we talk about trauma, it's not limited to extreme violence or surviving accidents like crashes or natural disasters. It can really result from anything where someone feels like their life was in danger. One of the most important kinds of trauma in our lives and how they mold our experiences with substances is childhood trauma. We see this in this statistic. Children who experience trauma are more than five times more likely to suffer from alcoholism. Furthermore, other statistics that show us that even with other groups of people, there's a definite link between trauma and substance abuse. So studies have shown that up to three quarters of people, 75% of people who've experienced a violent trauma experience have problems with their alcohol use. Young people who have PTSD are nine times more likely to use hard drugs than those who don't. And up to 80% of Vietnam veterans with PTSD also struggle with alcohol use disorder. But why is there such a strong link between trauma and substance abuse? Well, if we go from a neuroscience perspective, in an, emer- in an emergency situation, hormones like cortisol and adrenaline are released in order to help you get through a stressful situation. These hormones are part of the fight or flight response you need to survive. However, when the concentrations of these chemicals are too high in the body, they become toxic. If these stress hormones are too frequently released at high enough levels, the trauma becomes severe and people develop something called PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. So what essentially happens with PTSD is that people get stuck in a loop where their body cannot understand the difference between an actual emergency and the memory of the event because their stress hormones are chronically high. This happens to veterans that return home and recollect the gruesome memories of war. But it can also happen to those that experience childhood trauma, depending on the severity of the trauma and how young the child was. This is because of the plasticity of the brain. The brain is able to adjust with neurons, growing and breaking, depending on what you need to keep you functioning. This is obviously a positive thing in the case of traumatic brain injuries, for instance, because plasticity allows the brain to rewire itself in order to learn how to walk, speak, and do a variety of other fundamental skills again. However, there's also a downside to the plasticity of the brain. When we experience trauma in childhood, our brain rewires in the same way to ensure survival. But often, this rewiring results in abnormalities in the brain that result in a person with increased anxiety and less security in their surroundings. Alcohol and substances provide a way to get out of this constant hypervigilance, making people that have untreated trauma more likely to use substances to suit their pain. As the opioid epidemic plagues communities across the United States, overdoses in the U.S. involving opioids, including recreational drugs like heroin and prescription medication like oxycodone, have quadrupled since 1999, according to the CDC. The traditional view is that people experience trauma or PTSD first and then go to use drugs to self-medicate their pain. As we just discussed, that can be true in some cases, but a new study in 2017 suggests that the withdrawal from opioids themselves worsened the effects of trauma. 
Pennington and his colleagues at Rutgers University wanted to examine the stress response in mice after the withdrawal from morphine. For eight days, mice received morphine injections twice a day. Then they were taken off the drug for a week. A control group of mice received similarly timed saline solution injections instead of morphine. Following the week without injections, the mice were subjected to a series of mild shocks to their feet lasting about an hour. These were electric shocks. At a later time, Pennington put the mice into a new environment and exposed them to a single mild shock. He said, you look at the animals that got morphine and you see that their fear of the environment that was paired with the mild shock is just enormous. Their behavior suggests that previous opioid use actually leads the, u- the mice to have a more severe PTSD-like symptoms when they experience trauma from the shocks. Only a small portion of people who go through a traumatic event end up developing PTSD, but studies have found that young people who use drugs and alcohol are more likely to develop PTSD after a trauma that occurs during their substance abuse. So we see here the real issue. You could have trauma before that could lead you into drug addiction, but in an effort to soothe their pain, addicts don't know that they're actually worsening the trauma that they do have, making them need even more drugs, making it a vicious cycle that just continues until the person ends up in a really bad position in life. The next aspect of this issue is that the justice system is making it harder for substance abusers to heal. Ashley Schaffel A graduate student in the Department of Psychology at Rutgers University did a study about this. In the article, she writes that she remembers hearing about the prisoner who was beaten and stomped by a fellow inmate in the cafeteria before his attacker poured a scalding pot of coffee on his head. Other inmates described random fights that culminated in stabbings. She writes, We know that being exposed to violence and being victimized increases depression, anxiety, and incidents of post-traumatic stress disorder, said Schaffel, who once taught a psychology course in San Quentin prison. Prisoners who tend to be victimized are people that I see over and over again. They get released and then they come back, and some have been there their whole lives. Even though it's scary, if all they know is prison, they feel more comfortable there. This is heartbreaking as it shows us that the trauma of being imprisoned is detrimental and has lasting effects on a person's ability to function in the real world, so much so that they would rather re-offend and come back to prison because that's where they won't feel the most safe. Additionally, for people that have experienced trauma since a young age, and that's how they get into substance abuse, how does punishing them by putting them in cells with violent people help them? It just makes it harder for them to get over their addiction and return back to the real world. How heartbreaking that our own justice system, instead of giving criminals a way to pay for their mistake and learn from it, actually disables them from even having freedom ever again. This study talks all about inmates, but when we think about this through the lens of drug addicts that might be put into jail, the problems come into clear focus. Some people are imprisoned because they are caught using illegal drugs as a result of their addiction. Those people, as we discussed, often have childhood trauma or some form of PTSD they're trying to escape or gain comfort from. But when they are thrown in jail, they are in an environment where trauma is most likely to happen. The more trauma they experience as a result of violence they witness or experience, the more they need the drugs to numb their pain, and because of how layers of trauma, called complex trauma, are created in these situations, they're not only healing the wounds of their past, but they're also living in a horrifying reality they can't escape. 
Under the mantra of the war of drugs, instead of eradicating the use of drugs, the system is actually fueling addiction. Guida Hauge, a therapist, writes, I've counseled many people struggling to overcome addiction. Thrill-seeking is not the driving factor for anyone, even teens with addiction, which is a common misconception. I've found that addicted people often have a history of trauma, such as grief, relational loss, chronic pain, childhood neglect, or abuse. Even worse, they sometimes face the resulting emotional or physical pain without healthy family or friends supporting them in their journey towards healing. So essentially, if we want to give substance abusers a way out and create better communities with less drugs and crime, throwing them in jail, at least if it is structured as it is in this day, it is opposite of what we want to happen because we're just going to be worsening the very root issue behind drug addiction, trauma. Research cited by the American Public Health Association suggests that only 11% of people who have been incarcerated and have addictions get treatment for their addictions. The rest are simply incarcerated with the hope that their addictions fade away as a time to expire on their sentences. This leads us to the next sector of this episode, how the U.S. deals with this epidemic of addiction versus other countries and which is more effective. It's really important to remember that only 11% of people who have been incarcerated get treatment for their addictions. And as the opioid epidemic plagues communities across the United States, overdose deaths in the U.S. involving opioids, including recreational drugs like heroin and prescription medications like oxycodone, have quadrupled since 1999, according to CDC, not gone down. And then in 2016, 10 times as many Americans as Germans died as a result of drug overdoses, mostly opioids. Three times as many Americans as Germans experienced opioid addiction. So I mentioned Germany just because Germany also had a huge drug issue, but it shows us here that Americans are doing much worse than Germans that have also a relatively big drug problem. And even as the rates of addiction in the U.S. have risen dramatically in the past decade, Germany's addiction rates have been flat. German's recidivism rate is also half of America, which means the likeliness of incarcerated people to come back. So this is because they reduce the number of people in jail in the first place because they have alternative measures of punishment like fines or community sentences that are used more frequently for smaller offenses. Even if someone does go to jail, the chance of getting even more traumatized and thus more likely to use drugs outside of jail is lowered. Because German jails emphasize rehabilitation over punishment, and they also really try to keep as much human dignity as possible, keeping violence at bay, um, making sure that everyone is safe by maintaining and implementing therapy measures. This gives them the tools to deal with addiction, to deal with the trauma of other inmates that might not be dealing with addiction but have you know, committed violent crimes as a result of their trauma. And this allows everybody to reintegrate back into society. This is especially impactful for young people that deal with drug addiction because the American system uses penalty that worsens their addiction and also prevents them from getting jobs as a result of the criminal record they will have. This results in people who spend their entire lives in and out of jail, compounding trauma and not being able to reach their potential out in the world. However, if we were to implement rehabilitation-based approach, we would be able to give more young people a chance to live a life that isn't plagued by the mistakes they made as a child. But when we talk about rehabilitation, when we talk about therapy, the type of therapy also matters. This is where we will discuss the importance of trauma-informed care. Trauma-informed care is based on the understanding that for people that have experienced trauma, substance abuse is their way of coping with their overwhelming reality. 
this therapy focuses on giving patients a toolbox of strategies where they delve into their past to understand the root causes of their trauma, but also how to handle triggers that might encourage substance abuse or how to make positive connections with their current reality so that they can overcome the negative thoughts that can be one of the symptoms of trauma. Trauma-informed treatment is different from other approaches because it is holistic. This means that instead of treating an addiction from a purely chemical standpoint, the treatment also considers the entire background of the person and the emotional causes that may be behind their addiction on top of the physical. It also is versatile because it can be provided in any setting and can also work in collaboration with the family of the patient to create better success. Additionally, this type of approach reduce re-traumatization that can happen on accidents if the person performing the therapy doesn't understand the trauma of the patient and doesn't lead with a deep sense of compassion that can make the patient feel safe enough to make steps to confronting their addiction. This kind of therapy is really the key that needs to be implemented in prisons to allow those that are addicted to find healing. Furthermore, when we see that Germany is doing way better than us, and not penalizing drug offenses as harshly as the U.S. does, we might really want to reconsider how well our government is doing with the war on drugs. I urge everybody listening to talk to their representatives, to ask for change, because a lot of young people's lives are being ruined, being thrown in jail for substance abuse. They're doing it because of pain. And what the U.S. justice system is giving them is more pain. So if we want to truly eradicate drugs, if we want a community and a country that is stronger, the only way to do so is to deal with the root cause of addiction, and that is trauma. If you want to learn more, you can find some more information at The Good Rx with the article The Link Between Trauma and Substance Abuse, as well as Rutgers University's article on violence in jails and prisons that can inflict lasting trauma on victims. As always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.